Um, I'll open us up in prayer. Um, dear God, thank you so much for allowing us to have another day of daily breath, another um, week of Lent, our Lenten season, and just allowing us to um, focus on your word and start our day with prayer and um, and with you. And we just ask that for everyone driving, um, for them to be safe. And yeah, please just be with us as we study your word today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And let me share my screen. So I know I'm sharing my screen, but if you're driving again, you shouldn't be looking at the screen. So um, yeah, just a disclaimer. So our verse today is Mark chapter 12, verse 18 through 34. And I'll just start reading the verse. So verse 18. Then the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses wrote for us that if a man's brother dies and leaves a wife but no children, the man must marry the widow and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven brothers. The first one married and died without leaving any children. The second one married the widow, but he also died, leaving no child. It was the same with the third. In fact, none of the seven left any children. Last of all, the woman died too. At the resurrection, whose wife will she be, since the seven were married to her? Jesus replied, Are you not in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? When the dead rise, they will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Now about the dead rising, have you not read in the book of Moses in the account of the burning bush how God said to him, I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. You are badly mistaken. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one and there is no other but him. To love him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that he had answered wisely, he said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. And from then on, no one dared ask him any more questions. And so in today's passage, we see two groups of people asking Jesus a question. The first is the Sadducees, and the second is the Pharisees. And it says here that in verse um in verse 28 in Mark, it says one of the teachers of the law, but in book of Matthew, it specifies that all the Sadducees were shut down and the Pharisees gathered together and were asking him questions. And so that's how we know it was the Pharisees that asked him the question. And I just wanted to focus on the Sadducees first. Um, just as a little background, they're the group, them as a group, they're like a sect of the Jewish religion and they're really politically and socially influential. Um, they're like the high priests and they're like at the top of the high class in the Jewish society. And we need to 
to understand them, we need to know that they're extremely wealthy, they're highly respected and educated. And we also need to know that they didn't believe in the resurrection. That's kind of why they ask Jesus about this like question about resurrection. They come up with this like totally random situation that likely will never happen, but it's like an experiment to like prove that the resurrection doesn't make sense. And they also don't believe in angels or spirits, and they only really believe in the first five, first five books of um, the Bible. And, you know, like, if your favorite book of the Bible is, like, Leviticus and Deuteronomy, then, like, you know, you can kind of tell, like, what kind of people they are. Um, and so as, like, a big stereotype, I guess, is that they're religious, but they ultimately lack a relationship or a deep understanding of God because they're so highly focused on their temple duties and, you know, leading as like a political perspective. And next is that they're in love with the world that they were seeing, like the physical world. They weren't focused on the resurrection or the afterlife. And they were highly, they ultimately served God like through their religion, but they ultimately missed him when they met Jesus and they like ultimately are the ones who kill him in the end. And when we see that, we understand that like Jesus really ultimately doesn't really interact with the Sadducees much throughout the whole New Testament. Um, And when he ultimately does in Matthew 26, the high priest stands up and says, Jesus, are you not going to say anything? All these people are accusing you of stuff. And he knows that they're like conspiring to murder him. And Jesus ultimately remains silent. And it shows how like how little hope Jesus had for the Sadducees as a group. Um, to the Pharisees, there's multiple times where Jesus like yells at them and like disses them and stuff and argues with them. But Sadducees, like, it's very, like, very little interaction. And that shows how, like, even Jesus couldn't really, he knew that he could get to them. And so he just remained silent. And I think that's really scary to think about. But if you think about it, if you think about our society of how politically influential people, Christians, wealthy, socially respected, highly educated and also ultimately religious, but lacking a relationship with God, that's not very like far off from what we can see in our society as well. And so they kind of like force us to question, like, am I focused on my relationship with God? Am I living like a Sadducee or am I truly building my relationship with God? And the second question is, am I in love with the world I live in? Am I more focused on the afterlife or quote unquote resurrection, or am I more focused on like my wealth, my social standing and my education or like my child's education? So those are kind of the questions that they kind of bring us on or force us to question um, and like consider. And then, so the whole situation is them bringing this question of the resurrection and ultimately Jesus replies, are you not in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God? And he basically calls them out. And there's two ways, two reasons why they don't understand this concept of the resurrection. And the first is 
the scripture, Jesus proves that God is a God of resurrection or the, you know, the afterlife through a really basic statement. I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob. This is like a title almost of God that he constantly uses and they know it too. But this just shows that they never really like understood the meaning behind that title. And Jesus like sheds a light on why, you know, God, like once you die, you're not just like gone. You're like constantly like existent. It's because God uses those names. And also number two, the power of God, they could not believe the resurrection power of God because they didn't know him or understand him or really like have a relationship with God. And ultimately this brings us to really like question ourselves, like, do we know the scriptures? Are we, when we read the Bible, do we, are we getting the depth of understanding that is like there, or are we just like reading it like almost like literature, kind of like maybe how they were reading it? And number two is, do I believe in God's power? Um, and when we ask these two things, like if it's like really um, interesting because this whole concept of like the resurrection, it could get, it could be addressed by just knowing the scripture and believing in God's power. And it's not just like this concept of like, theological concept of resurrection. It's like there's so many things that we encounter in life that can be like answered or, you know, overcome if we first know the scriptures and also believe in God's power in our lives. And so that's just like two more questions that we can ask ourselves. And the second set, like moving on from the Sadducees, um, the next set of questions was from the Pharisees and they ask of all the commandments, which is the most important and compared to like that first question, the second one seems so much more like less pointed and more like, like harmless kind of. And like, I can't really see like the secret like motive behind it. And it kind of shows like how like an honest, like simple question is honestly better than like this, like great, like theologically like complex idea, but Jesus like shows that like, oh, this is just like, you're not, you're thinking too much essentially. And Jesus like kind of simply, simply answers this with love the God, Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And this verse is referencing Deuteronomy um, chapter six, and I'll just read the passage. And so here, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. Impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. Tie them as symbols on your hand, hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And so like this verse, actually Jesus adds and with all your mind, then like Deuteronomy doesn't have the with all your mind. And I think that's very interesting, but also like relevant because Sadducees and Pharisees were constantly thinking about scripture, constantly studying and debating with one another, but ultimately on their minds, God wasn't on their minds and it wasn't their focus. And so loving the Lord is like this concept that like 
you know, you can feel like, oh, like at like a retreat, like, oh, I love God, you know, but it's ultimately not just an emotion. It's something that you can really like, like assess with yourself, like how much thought, how much of my mind is focused on God and how much of my strength is really focused towards him. And so the next question I want to ask us today is, do I love the Lord with all my mind, with all my strength? And it's very like simple, like, you know, like most, I mean, like I'm imagining like most Christians aren't like waking up every day with like filled with love for the Lord, right? But you can really assess like, oh, did I like even pray out all today or everything that I'm working so hard to do every day on a daily basis, like how much of that is for God's kingdom? And then once you re like assess that situation, you can kind of like almost have like a measure of, am I really loving the God? Am I really loving God? And you can really kind of like be honest with yourself. And the second answer that Jesus gives is to love your neighbor as yourself. And that is referencing Leviticus chapter 19, where it says, do not seek revenge or bear a grudge against anyone among your people, but love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And so we can see that adds like this whole like, you know, like love your neighbor as yourself sounds like this like honest and like kind of like a easy thing. Like you look to the person next to you and be like, oh, I love you, you know, but it's a lot deeper than that. It's like, do not seek any revenge or bear grudges. And that's like so much more difficult than like loving people that are easy to love. And so ultimately the question I want to ask is like, do I know what it means to love my neighbor? Um, you know, we live in a society where like our neighbors are like really easy to love. Like you can pick and choose who to hang out with. We're living in the suburb of Dallas. You know, we have our yards, you know, we have a fence and like you can, you know, your neighbors are probably like not like annoying to you most likely if you live in a house. Maybe if you live in an apartment, I think that's a little bit more like, you know, like true to what a neighbor in that stage. But like, if you think about people who live in cities, like you're constantly around people, you know, you're constantly like interacting with like strangers. I think that's like a lot, like, you know, like who are my neighbors really? Like you're forced to see in that, in Jesus time, your neighbors are like people you're like, the poorest of the poor that you're constantly seeing, you know, people on the streets and et cetera. And we like, we can be, it can be so easily to like be nice to people who you're like playing golf with, but are you like really like loving those who you don't really see at all, you know? And it's like, I guess like, it's just kind of a question of like, who are the most difficult people to love and who are the people who are actively out to get you? And then am I really loving on them and really loving your enemies? And so that's kind of the second question. And lastly, um, you know, the Pharisee ultimately just repeats what Jesus said and said, you are correct. And it's, and he adds on one more fact. It's that all these things, the two commandments are more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. And this is like an interesting confession where like, it's not like a simple, like thing to just say, because these were important things for the Sadducees and also the Pharisees to a certain degree. And and like, these are important parts of the Jewish religion. 
And to just know that loving God is more important than all those things isn't like a easy conclusion to make. Um, but for us, we can like take that out and then replace it with anything in our lives. Cause God did say that these two commandments are more important than anything else. And so what in our life is, can fill that blank. And so when Jesus heard that man say this statement is more important than blank, um, he said that it was wise and that he's not far from the kingdom of God. And so how wise are we living our lives? How important is loving God to us and also loving our neighbors? And so the last question I want to ask is how am I close to the kingdom of God or am I living like a Sadducee or, or a Pharisee? Am I going to church like just like a Sadducee doing my duties or a Pharisee where I'm like thinking of Christianity as this like, you know, like theological, et cetera. Like, do I know Jesus or do I like, um, do I have a, like a relationship with him? And so that, um, kind of like brings us. So I want to just repeat all the questions I asked. So am I focused on my relationship with God? Am I in love with the world I live in? Do I know the scriptures? Do I believe in God's power? Do I love the Lord with all my mind and with all my strength? And do I know what it means to love my neighbors and who are my neighbors? And am I close to the kingdom of God or am I living like a Sadducee or a Pharisee? And so that ultimately, these are all the questions that we can like kind of learn from these two groups of people that ask questions to Jesus and really like force us to also consider the same questions based on what their like heart conditions showed um, Jesus. And so, yeah, um, I'll just close us in prayer. Um, dear God, thank you so much for allowing us to um, learn from these two groups of Jewish leaders and allowing us to reflect on our heart condition and whether or not we're truly um, loving you with all our mind, heart and soul and strength. And we just ask that you um, continue to work in our hearts and work in our minds and our hearts and our, I guess, daily life as we go through this London season, allow us to focus on you. Um, and yeah, in Jesus name we pray. Amen.